When I'm having a good hair day, that's when I'm my best self. I feel good. I look great. And I will say, painting sulfate-free rose water collection is a part of that. The Rose Water Collection. It feels and smells amazing and comes with a deep treatment that leaves your hair petal soft. It was inspired by Ramadan traditions when many in the Middle East break the fast with rose water because of its hydrating benefits. And the collection is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oil. So experience something new and discover what's good with the Pantene Nutrient Blends Collection. Hi guys, my name is Sammy J. I have been working as a correspondent and interviewer since I was 13. And now at 17, I am so honored to be the youngest person to have her own podcast on iHeartRadio. It's called Let's Be Real with Sammy J. We'll have in-depth and unfiltered conversations with celebrities, activists, athletes, and influencers. We'll cover topics we're curious about, topics my guests are passionate about, and topics many of us are just too afraid to talk about. I get past the fluff to what's real. We go there, and it's fun, pretty crazy, and very revealing. Listen to Let's Be Real with Sammy J on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is Kristen. And I'm Molly. Molly, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, I've lost total and complete track of time. What happens? I wrote a blog post for Stuff Mom Never Told You. At our Stuff, blog? Our blog at HowStuffWorks.com, which you may have heard us talk about before. Wrote a blog post in response to an email that we got from a younger female listener asking about how you can break your hymen. Specifically, she had heard that riding your bicycle could break your hymen, and she was a little concerned about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had not had sexual intercourse bef- before, mm-hmm. considered herself, therefore, a virgin, and uh, was was wondering whether or not she might need to stop riding her bike so much in case she, she breaks that Highly controversial and unnecessarily so piece of tissue. And I believe what you wrote in your blog was that, you know, a, a bicycle might, might stretch out the hymen. Other things might, we talked about horseback riding, but what we're here to talk about today, what we didn't know at the time, or we might have advised that younger listener is hymens just don't matter. There are just too many myths about hymens and we're going to bust them all and um, don't take that as a pun because you can't even bust a hymen. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> Yeah, the only thing that you can break about hymens is the mythology surrounding it. Boom! (laughs) So let's talk about what the hymen is and what the hymen isn't. Now, I feel like what anyone who looks at the Internet trying to figure out if their hymen is broken, the way they ask the question assumes that what they think the hymen is is something like aluminum foil over Tupperware. You know how you put the aluminum foil over Tupperware really tight so that your food doesn't spoil? Mm -hmm. And the idea is that when you have sex... Um, something's going to go up and just burst through that aluminum foil. And by something, we typically mean a penis or a finger. But anatomically, that is not correct. No, it is that nothing like aluminum foil unless you cut your aluminum foil into crazy little shapes that don't even cover the whole area of your Tupperware before you put that on. The medical name for the hymen, we should also point out, is the vaginal Corona. And Corona might also indicate why, like you said, Molly, that aluminum foil idea is totally wrong Mm -hmm. because it is more like a 
a ring of tissue located one or two centimeters just inside the vaginal opening. It's not deep inside of the vagina, and it consists of thin folds of mucus tissue, which may be tight or it may be a little looser, but it is not, it does not stretch all the way across it because if that were the case, when a girl experiences her menarche, aka her first menstrual period, uh, she'd have a problem. Yeah. Because all of that blood would get backed up. And no, sorry, listeners, I'm not trying to get gross. I'm just trying to clarify the fact that um, if someone has a an intact hymen, as we think of it often, she would have to go to the doctor um, because she would she would develop a condition called hematocolpos, which is when all that fluid gets backed up. Yeah, I mean, if you've had a period, there is a hole or an opening somewhere in your vaginal corona. And some women aren't even born with one. You know, it can, like like most things that are related to the vagina, everything is different for different women. For some women, that mucus-y skin is very thin. It wears away very quickly. Some women, it's not even there. Some women, it might be really thick. And as Kristen said, that can pose a medical problem because nothing can exit the vagina and nothing can get into the vagina if, you know, if that area was completely intact. And since, you know, we have to menstruate at some point... Mm-hmm. There's an opening somewhere in that tissue. And also worth pointing out, this notion of breaking a hymen kind of uh, makes you think that by the same token, you can't put it back together. You know, it's kind of like Humpty Dumpty falling off the wall. But the hymen actually heals itself very quickly. If there is kind of any sort of tearing that happens to that tissue, Mm -hmm. it will heal itself. It will. So you could possibly have a penis vaginal incourse intercourse and then still have your hymen grow back. So this idea that, you know, when you first have sex, the hymen's going to be broken, it's not true. But I'm sure that plenty of listeners out there are saying, but hold on a second. What about the pain and bleeding typically associated with a female's first intercourse? It has nothing to do with the hymen. Really? Nope. If you, uh, and most people don't bleed when they first have intercourse. Um, I think the statistics we saw when we were researching this, Kristen, is more than half of women on their first sexual intercourse do not bleed. Right. And if you do have a lot of pain, it might just be because you're tense about having sex for the first time. Yeah. You may not be properly lubricated. So it's not because the hymen is being broken. Guys also cannot tell if they are in any way touching your hymen. And even if it is still there and somewhat intact, they can't tell. It may just move to the side. Basically, all sorts of things can be affecting your hymen all through your life, particularly around puberty, because you've got the menstrual flood coming out. But you've also just got hormones going around your vagina like crazy. And they can also change the shape of the hymen. So also, if you hear about things like virginity tests, for instance, that happen in certain cultures where in order to ensure that a woman, supposedly ensure that a woman has never had intercourse, she will have some kind of um, maybe a finger examination mm-hmm. uh, to, to see if the hymen is still up there. Uh, well, guess what, folks? That test is totally bunk because you can't, you can't feel around for it. No. It's not, like you said, it's not like a piece of aluminum foil just hanging out. Well, and even if you feel skin up there, I mean, like we said, the skin is not completely intact. I mean, your hymen might look like a donut where it's just kind of ringed around the vagina and there's a big hole in the middle. It might look like, um, you know how like when they slime people on Nickelodeon, Kristen, how like the slime goes everywhere and it makes this big splotch? Yeah, I don't know where you're going with this, but yes. It can look like that. I mean, there's no uniform shape. It can look like a honeycomb where yeah. it just kind of crisscross 
calluses and there are holes all over the place. So feeling up around there for skin is not going to tell you anything, which is why it is such um, a shame and an awful thing that so many women in countries are subjected to these virginity tests because it's not going to tell you whether a woman's a virgin. And unfortunately, a lot of women are looking into surgery to have their hymen replaced, which is awful because, as we've just said, your hymen may not even have been there to begin with. Yeah, um, doctors actually refer to this process, which only involves adding a couple of stitches inserted on each side of the vaginal corona. And doctors describe it as stitching butter because the tissue is so soft and so elastic. Um, so hymenoplasty really doesn't do anything. No, I mean, people think that, and even some women in the developed world will have this surgery and that, you know, the doctors say that they view it as kind of a gift to their husband. Right, like a re-virginizing. Yeah, and we've linked for, for, for worse, I think, instead of for better, the hymen to virginity because, as we've been discussing now for a few minutes, Kristen, it really has nothing to do with it. So the idea that women are paying thousands of dollars um, for their husbands to experience a virginized hymen, it just, it makes no sense. And it's, like we said, not everyone bleeds mm-hmm. when they first have sex. And having this hymen surgery does not guarantee that these women who might be getting it for religious reasons will bleed on their wedding nights. Yeah. And also keep this in mind, folks. The degree of tightness, resilience, springiness, and strength of the vaginal walls does not depend on the wear and tear of the vagina, but more on individual skin and muscle tone and your general health. And if you are sexually aroused or not. Yeah. You know, that that tightness that we think of, you know, we associate with that initial intercourse is like you said, Molly, oftentimes because someone is not fully aroused or nervous and tense, mm-hmm. hence the tightness. So for all those, I mean, you only have to go on the Internet for like a minute to see how many people are worried that they've lost their hymen to bicycling or horseback riding or a tampon or a pap smear. And does that mean they're still a virgin or not? And we all just need to let that go because, as we've said, the hymen changes if the hymen was ever there to begin with. And the only person who can decide if you are still a virgin is you. And I think that we should really take this as... Good news. Yeah. I mean, if I were to hear this when I was, you know, a young, a young adolescent, I mean, what, what a load off. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it, ladies. You don't have to worry about it, but we should worry about the women who are being subjected to these virginity tests because it's a test that you can never pass. Right. I mean, you can never please that, that person who for religious reasons wants to see, you know, blood on the sheets after your first wedding night because mm-hmm. Well, it may not happen, and it's not because Omen's had sex before. It's just because the hymen may be gone through no fault of anyone's own. Right. Well, I think that kind of ties it up. Yeah, so... I think we thoroughly, thoroughly broke through the hymen mythology. <laughs> we did, because it was never there to begin with. And uh, two two final fun facts to about the word hymen. It derives from the Greek for membrane, and hymen was also the Greek god of marriage. So for so long, we have just been really agonizing over this incredibly pointless piece of tissue. I know. Yeah. No, and no one knows why it exists. It's kind of like, you know, the, the vaginal appendix. Yeah. It might be vestigial. It may eventually not develop on a woman anymore. And I should say that I stole vaginal appendix from our producer, Jerry. Yeah. I can't, I can't, she copyrighted it. (laughs) So I don't want to get the smackdown. So Again, take away, let go of your angst. Stop Googling questions about your hymen because it really just doesn't matter. It's there. It's not. It's no big deal. And on that note, some listener mail. 
This one is from Anna, and it's about the Cat Calling Podcast. She writes, It reminded me of an incident that happened to my friend Jenny and I last summer. We were out biking when we passed a man who catcalled us and said something to the effect of, Hey, Sugar, how's it going? Jenny replied sternly back, You don't know me. Don't call me Sugar. It was the first time I ever saw a girl call back to a catcaller, and the man immediately responded with, I'm sorry, miss. I didn't mean anything by it. Have a good day. thought it was a pretty interesting how quickly the man turned from leering at us to becoming very polite. And that's true. It seems most people, when they respond, have a good response back. I've got an email here from Martina, and this is in response to our episode on how could you not know you were pregnant? Surprise pregnancies. So she writes, uh, before we had pregnancy tests that used chemistry and pee sticks and all of that, women just had to know they were pregnant. Isn't it biologically built into our systems to recognize this ourselves? I wonder if it's another casualty of modern life that women are so out of touch with their bodies that we aren't even able to recognize the most basic female biological state of pregnancy. We've come to a point where pregnancy is an industry that is planned and there are pills to stop it and pills to help start it and parties to plan around it and colors to go along with it and maternity leave and Lamaze classes, but no one is teaching us the basics of how to read our body's signs. Total bummer. It's an interesting take on it. So if you have an email to send our way, momstuff at howstuffworks.com. If you'd like to find us on Facebook, we're there. Follow us, like us, comment, and also follow us on Twitter if you care to. We are at Mom Stuff Podcast, and you can read our blog during the week. It's Stuff I've Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. And then finally, you can read more about the vagina on How Vaginas Work by Molly Edmonds at HowStuffWorks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join House of Work staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The House of Work's iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? So here's something that some of you might find shocking. 95% of women don't feel good about their hair. But Pantene is changing that. Pantene's Rosewater Collection combats bad hair days with an innovative formula that uses rosewater derived from the petals and buds of the Rosa Gallica plant. With Pantene's Rosewater Collection, I can really feel how much more hydrated my hair is. And it's sulfate, paraben dye, and mineral oil-free, which makes me feel good because who needs all those additives? Experience something new and discover what's good with the Pantene Nutrient Blends Collection. This episode is brought to you by NBC's Good Girls. The new season of NBC's Good Girls is generating serious buzz. Christina Hendricks, Retta, and Mae Whitman are hilarious as America's favorite moms turned criminals. This show is the perfect blend of comedy, action, and romance. No wonder critics call Good Girls your next TV addiction. And Rotten Tomatoes rates it 100% fresh. Ooh, Good Girls, Sundays on NBC. The new season has already had some wild twists, so watch live. And stream anytime.